Hey, it's a celebration. Whole Leaf Gang in here. Lil Leaf out. Free game. God's plan. You see it pan out like a Panamera. Till then, hit me catching at the apex. The climax way bigger than the IMAX. Oh Lord! Big screen. To make it hit, you taking hits to make you ball up. But truth say, I was built for the road. Yeah. So the only Yo, 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 it's your boy Just Prince. And it's your boy Benny. Sugi's not here today. Uh, she's uh, she's still on vacation. But um, we're going to still rock out with her. She's missing out on this great, great, great interview we have. Yeah. And we are the Balance Effect Podcast. Here promoting entrepreneurship and bossing up in every way possible. Yes, sir. Because that's what we do, man. And we want to do it, you know, making sure everybody's improving themselves, personal development, character development, all that stuff. And, you know, it's my esteemed pleasure here to just, you know, have not only... A young black man, a dude from the Bronx, doing his thing in marketing, music, everything aspect as far as growing organically on social media. I have my boy Terrence Zenix Bell here, man. I yes, appreciate sir. you, man. Thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. It's been a long time coming, man. I I, I reached out to you like two months ago. <laughs> this guy's a busy guy, man. I had to like, you know, kind of like pull some coattails and stuff like that to get him on here. But we finally got him in, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. You How know, you feeling today, man? Everything good? I feel good, man. A little tired. Long business day, but uh, blessed to be here. Blessed to be alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, man. With all this corona stuff and stuff going on, man, we got to be blessed to just even be here. You know, but I'm I'm, I'm thankful to, for you to have, for, for you to be here today right. with us. So um, I kind of want to go into like your like background and your history and stuff like that where you obviously everybody knows from the Bronx I just said that but right. just kind of you have a give us a story of how you grew to be the person you are because you know it's it's a great story right right you know I feel you I feel you uh to make a long story short <clears throat> in the best way possible like you know grew up in the Bronx majority went to St. Ray's High School ended up going to Alfred State College that didn't last for too long was mm-hmm. there for about like two years um Started selling, like, Instagram accounts. Always been that kid on, like, social media. I had Facebook since I was, like, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Through my sister, my older sister, and stuff like that at the time. Um, was selling accounts in college, like, because building accounts and selling accounts was really easy on Instagram. It was still kind of, you would say, brand new. And um, we were doing that. Uh, I was making some side money. I wasn't doing that well in school by then. Uh, I remember a guidance counselor, I would never forget him, his name is Dr. Montgomery. Uh... He brought me to his office, you know, he's always trying to encourage me, you know, to do the right thing, you know, to focus on my scholastics, you know, he has his doctorates, you know, kind of like on a mentorship type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you just was giving me, like, just a little bit of, like, how a payment would be for someone who had a doctorate, doctorates and, like, got his scholastic degree and got the job he wanted. And when I was hearing the figures, it kind of resembled what I was doing in my dorm room already, or at least I was close to it, you know what I mean? And I was just like... You spent all this time, you know what I mean, cultivating, which is nothing wrong. You know, scholastics is good for some people, and it's not for the others, you know. Um, you know, you spent all this time cultivating a dream and just for you to still have to hustle every day mm. to keep that dream going, you know what I mean? Um, and when I realized that, I waited till, like, the next break. I think it was, like, spring break, and I just didn't go back. Kind of, like, gave up on my stuff, too. Mm. Um, just left all my stuff in my dorm room, never went back for it, just, like, stayed home. That didn't, you know, after that, didn't really last long before my dad. I was started working on the business. I really focused on, like, yo, I'm going to turn this into a business. I started watching Ty Lopez when he started coming out. Hmm. You know, the guy with the <laughs> yeah. book in the garage type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, started really getting into that type of stuff. Uh, was at home, learning, do all types of stuff. I think it was Christmas. 
we got there, and my dad was just on some, like, I don't know, he just had an attitude. You know, your parents just giving you, like, that off energy. Uh, so he just giving me some off energy. We went in the car. We got into some argument. I ended up getting kicked out on Christmas moving forward. Uh, was kind of homeless. Had to get my friends to pick me up. I only had a couple of stuff. My dad let me get, like, my stuff and things like that that I had when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I was, like, jumping from couch to couch for a little while. And then my friend uh, Nick let me stay at his crib. Uh, his parents blessed me with a home, you know, and things like that. And I slept on his couch for a little while. And that's really where I built my business. And then from there, I got into, like, an in- I was on Meetup. You ever heard of that no, app before? What is that? What is so that? Meetup used to, well, I'm not sure if it's still like this. I haven't really been on it, like, recently. But it used to be this app where you can find, like, events going on in the city. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, click on it. And you can, like, it. They're like welcoming people. You can like say you're coming and then mm-hmm. show up and all this type of things. I ended up getting to like an investment club when all and I was lucky, you know what I mean? Like I was also like only I was young when I went to school. So when I came back I was really like eighteen. Mm-hmm. Still wasn't able to really go into clubs and stuff like that. But I used to sneak into the forty forty club downtown on twenty mm-hmm. third street and there used to be investment meetings at the top. I used to just go there. No one used to ask my age because I just try to like, you know, act as professional as possible, like scoot up, you know, move up. Uh and I used to just go there and just soak up the knowledge, you know what I mean? Because, like, I, I always knew the creative side, you know what I mean? How to build accounts, how to get people, how to get the audience, you know, how to grow. But I never understood the business side, you know what I mean, of, like, how to attain clients, managing, organizing, what is a business deal, what is the dictation going on, and things like that in the room. So after going there, I say, like, it was a minute, it was, like, two, three months. Uh, uh, the main host there, Bakari, really like you know took a liking to me we became friends things like that and i was going you know i was only making like maybe like a thousand two thousand dollars that month and things like that so you know after you pay for you do food you know i had no clothes so i was buying clothes you know and things like that and i was also uh you had like a tip jar i would always just throw 20 bucks in there just to like you know show that i you know i care about participating in the event um eventually bakari took me under his wing and was really just teaching me the ropes and things like that uh while I was there, and like it was really like showing me what how to assess a deal and how to sell a deal and what an investment is, things like that. Um, and I thought at first like the social media cool is a cool business, but like maybe this investing thing might be something that if I hook my reels into, I can really find some success. But that's when I met John Henry. I'm not sure if you know him. He's just yep. like yeah, he's an entrepreneur that I've worked with before, um, very early as well. Uh, and he really had faith in me. He saw the stuff I was doing and all the pages I was buying and selling and all these brands I was kind of helping but, like, not getting credit for and things like that. And he let me – he practically mentored me, hired me as a social media worker for him and let me really plan out and get his his, his content popping. You know what I mean? Like, he already had someone making content for him and things like that, but he didn't invite me to the office and really, like, sit me down, show me some business stuff, show me, like, what a business environment is like actually during the day mm-hmm. as well as um giving me a place to work a safe place to work other than being on my man's couch all the time so i have a routine now i'm outside you know what i mean so i can focus on what i'm doing mm. as well as uh he's giving me an opportunity to build a case study you know what i mean i didn't know what a case study was at, f- at first but like an opportunity to put my work into something to grow into something bigger um after building his brand you know uh, we really grew i grew him to about like a hundred something K we got the vice he got the vice deal where he mm-hmm. had a vice show hustle 
that was really like the peak for us and things like that. And then, you know, every great relationship, great friend, I love him all the time. You know, every great relationship comes to an end. So, you know, after that, we stopped doing brand together. But after that, he's connected me to so many great people because it's what the, the importance of networking is, you know, mm-hmm. from me going to these meetings and all these amazing faces I've met, let them be people I never talked to again or people I have retained communication with. Like, I now created a small network and web of people that can help me in multi in like multiple ways. And then now I have a commodity that I know how to dictate and I know how to preach to them so that they know what I'm selling. Um, and it doesn't feel like selling, it's storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean, but right. a storyteller to these people, because I've used the experience I used with John. John introduced me to Brandon Bryant, who's another amazing like investor and great guy as w- an influencer as well. All these people, you know, are teaching me as well as I'm assisting them. So they don't mind mentoring me knowing that I have the the uh, tools to also help them as well. It just one hand wash the other. You know what I mean? It's just more refinement, and I am super grateful that people can were able to see that in me. You know what I mean? Um, but on top of that, it was the hustle. It was the consistency. It was me staying on top of things. Like even when people weren't answering me, you know, like what's going on? What's going on? But also not being overzealous. You know what I mean? Knowing right. the gen is genuine. You know what I mean? I'm just genuinely here for the knowledge, and then whatever money comes with that, that's cool. Um, from there, I ended up doing some really cool business with, uh, Disney as well as Red Bull. Um, I got to grow some really good people. Young Bands is a really good artist I've worked with as well. Mm -hmm. Asia 9. Uh, I've done smaller campaigns with different people, uh, Adidas, things like that. So it's just like, after practically learning all these things and doing all these experiences, I realized it was cool making the money. It was cool having, like, you know, uh, building the success, but what am I leaving for other people behind me? You know what I mean? And on top of that, like, I was learning from all my mentors, like, it's not just about building a brand. It's about building a community. You know what I mean? Where you can share this knowledge and you can share with these people. Like, you know, John and Brandon and Bakari and all these people I would call my mentors, like, they were... like they weren't just working and doing making all this money they were you know investing into black owned coffee shops you know what i mean investing into all these black owned businesses you know what i mean harlem capital that's what they do you know what i mean Uh, as well as you know black um female black businesses as well you know what i mean and just the community is on restoring harlem restoring this keeping it you know cultural you know what i mean um you know of some sort so i really think that um with all that it cultivated where I'm at now, where I, I have built an agency with some employees that I try not, I try to be the most conscious person, understanding that people are people, everyone's human, there's a life going on. I try to be as con- a conscious boss as well as a conscious human being and, you know, um, just try to enjoy life as much as possible, but, you know, also try to impact them as much as possible as well. Wow, that's, that's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to soak that up right now. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So, and still keeping the same content of the interview, but I mean, wow, that's crazy. So basically go from nothing to something and, you know, I, I can relate to that, um, right. you know, as far as just growing organically. Just to right. touch on that too, I think the most important part, the string of it all is your the relationships and your ability to see that that's the most important part. Right. Not to take for granted the fact that it's not just what you can do, it's who you're doing it with and right. that relationship between them. That's so dope. Yeah, because yeah, so you know you just learn that uh, 
at least I learned, I, I feel like everyone has different perspectives when they do things and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know what I mean? But, you know, I learned very early that, like, cool, I'm helping this person, and while I was helping that person, I met 20 other people who could potentially pay me in the future. So I mind, I don't mind, and, you know, it's, on top of that, it's called passion projects. Like, I genuinely enjoy working on these people's stuff, mm-hmm. and when that happens, you meet people that you can also turn down, or, you know, you can genuinely continue to appreciate that stuff. And that's one thing I've always tried to seek. You know what I mean? Try to have some type of passion in what you do, or you're gonna hate what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. You're gonna get to a point where everything becomes in abundance. You could love something, but the moment you start doing too much, like an artist, you know what I mean? An artist loves painting, but the moment he starts commissioning his painting, he got to do what everybody else says, and right. then he starts disliking what he loved at a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, same thing here. Mm-hmm. Gotta you. No, hundred percent. So one of the things that we try to ask a lot of the people that we have, because we strive ourselves on, you know, highlighting. You know, black and brown people, just people of color, right? And they're, w- and you know, they're doing their thing in their respective fields of business. So the question that I like, the button question I always ask is like, what is an entrepreneur in Xenix word? Like, what is your, what is your definition, and what de- defines an entrepreneur, and what does it look like? Right. Shoot. Oh, it's tough. Oh, like, I think an entrepreneur is just somebody who understands that they have a goal mm-hmm. and they will not conform to anyone or anything to get to where they need to be and let that need that they need to take this avenue this avenue this avenue this avenue they don't mind going different routes to get to that goal and there's you know an entrepreneur is also somebody who can understand that you know there's the, uh, the the life of complacency, you know what I mean? At some point, there has to be a place where you settle down, but most entrepreneurs don't, so. Got you, got you. So you're kind of filling that void. Yeah. Right, got you. Okay, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I'm an entrepreneur, especially, I don't think I was when I was building my wealth, uh, just to take that seriously, because, mm-hmm. like, I believe there's a difference between a business and a service. You know what I mean? For a while, I was just doing a service, which is what I was trying to touch on in my story, you know what I mean? Like, I was by myself doing a lot of, like, a lot of shit, you know what I mean? Excuse mm-hmm. me. But, um... No, you can recurse on him. Cool, cool. That yeah. makes me feel so much better. Fuck <laughs> <Lucky>. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, for real, like, it's just, like, a lot of people do a lot of shit. Well, I lost it. Mm-hmm. I lost what I was going to say. No, 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 no. You, you said, you said, you were talking about how that, you know, when you were... You were trying to bu- when you were building your wealth or whatever, you were just focusing on one thing. Nah, you consider yeah. yourself a marketer. Yeah, no, yeah, well, service. yeah, you know, I'm a yeah. marketer. Like I felt like it's not really a job, but like I was doing a service. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But now that I have a team, I'm building a team of people who are who are also helping me with my dream, which mm-hmm. is also impacting other communities and things like that. Now I stick in the same entrepreneur. You know what I mean? I'm have my hand in multiple businesses now. I have some investments now. You know what I mean? I'm doing mul- I'm doing multiple things. You know, day in and day out to make a dream happen. You know what I mean? Dollar, dollar in the dream, man. That's 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 what's up, man. I, I really look up to a lot of the stuff you're doing, and to be so young. How old are you, man? Twenty three now. Oh man. I just turned twenty three. Uh, August seventeenth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel old, man. I, I had you almost by nine years, man. That's crazy. But nah, no um, but so um, but uh, but hey, man. I, black don't crack, I guess, man. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is. But kind of like running through my notes, right? I wanted. I know you touched up on this, but I kind of want you to dive in depth of, like, how'd you get started in like the marketing and advertising and then kind of talk about your business mm-hmm. you know what i mean in more in depth so like people can understand like what is exactly that you do on a day in and day out basis all right cool 
So, I mean, like, how I got into marketing and stuff like that, like I said, I always kind of was in social, was very interested in marketing. Before it was marketing, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was marketing. I, thought I, was, I just thought I was talking to people, you know what I mean, getting your stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I'm not going to lie, as a kid, I was kind of like a t- attention seeker, so, you know. Mm-hmm. That was something that I always kind of uh, worked on, worked on. And then from there, like, I, you know, after I built my agency, my, day, my day-to-day became, like, I'm on the phone all the time talking to clients really about, like, uh, how we're going to move this content, you know, content creation down to, you know, promotion schedules, down to organizing, like, you know, campaigns from different influencers, campaigns from different, um, what do you call it, uh, campaigns from different sources, ads as well, is just balancing a team. That's really been the hardest part, I would say, of what I do day to day. And I think of all businesses, like, I will recommend that if you have a business, start as a service and work your way up because <laughs> like mm-hmm. having a team is difficult Ugh, you have to deal with everyone else's stuff as well you know what i mean which that's something i'm not used to you know i was in three years in business before i started building a team mm-hmm. so like that was the one thing that really uh was the hardest but it was like the grind that i did to get really into marketing was like commenting you know constantly constantly doing the same things every day which was like being on youtube learning other stuff i ended up meeting ty lopez ty lopez um blessed me with uh his course for like two hundred dollars, stuff like that. When it was like a thousand dollars, and I got into like the first, um, uh, you know, he he sells that social media yep. marketing campaign. Yep. I was one of the first people on there. Like I have like pictures and like videos when I was t- teaching on there as well. So like I was one of the first people on there. So really building connections, you know what I mean? Talking to people, people giving me a chance, not saying no. That's the one thing I've learned from you know I really take from Gary V is like not the not saying no part, like. You want to do that as a business. You want to build credibility. Like, reputation is everything. Like, even for the show, you know what I mean? If this show builds, what's going to really build the foundation is the credibility that you guys will continue to talk about things that your fans love to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to hear about, my bad. But, like, seriously, like, it's all about consistency and reputation. Uh, reputation, And um, after that, everything else will fall into place. Because if you're doing the right thing and you're doing it consistently – everything else will come to you. Abundance will come to you. You know, too many people are going to be coming to you. And then you have to learn different problems. And I think that was the one thing I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't know was going to happen was just really like, there's always, you know, have you ever heard the, like the songs, like there's always prop, like no matter the like 99 problems, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I never really believed that. I was like, oh man, you know, once you get some money, like everything else oh, just becomes, more money, more problems. Okay. you know, you get more money, more problems. But like, you know, once I was thinking like, you know, once you get a certain amount of money, you live in pretty like you don't have to OD. I mean, if you go to buy a cars and all that stuff, of course, but if you live in like on some regular shit, then you'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And nah, man, you know, for real. Like no matter how you bring in that money, there's gonna be more stress it, mm-hmm. in, in acquiring it and keeping it as well. Cause right. you know, uh that's the whole thing about lottery tickets. And then that's you know, that's where I learned like someone could win a lottery ticket, get millions of dollars, and then we question like how they burn out their whole lottery ticket, right? right. How did they like just make it like how, how did you get millions of dollars and just lose it in a couple of years mm-hmm. because they didn't find a way to consistently bring in income mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean they didn't have a purpose or they were they spent all their money trying to find one and then fell into drugs or whatever it may be you know mm-hmm. what i mean so yeah. that's what i think is really important is just um out of my day-to-day is that and having purpose you know what I mean? once you have purpose your day-to-day you'll figure out you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i believe everyone has a personal life you know and 
personal ways. Like I can't tell you how to run a podcast, and I bet you can't tell uh, Joe Rogan how to run a podcast. He might run his shit totally different from yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. I believe everyone has a personal schedule and a personal path, and it's more of using everyone else's knowledge around you, the things you learn on YouTube, podcasts you're watching, things like that. You know what I mean? Using that to make your own lanes. You know what I mean? And and feel comfortable in what you're doing because from there people gravitate you know what i mean gotcha. we live in the age of social media and knowledge just two seconds got you so one of the things that stood out to me was you know the lottery tickets lesson that you had said something about you know if people go broke right right like i feel that like and i and i and i've and i've learned that as i've grown older and just speaking and speaking to people and listening to people that are in finance like if you're not able to manage a thousand dollars there's no way in hell you'd be able to manage a hundred thousand dollars a million dollars, ten million dollars, hundred million dollars. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like that thousand dollars is kind of going to show you how you're going to be able to save it, budget it, how you're going to be able to do things. So it's like you're right. The more money you make, the more problems you have, right? So yeah, like, but how how are you able to manage your money now? Like you're getting this influx of money like at a young age, right? Yeah. Like how does how are you able to manage that, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, like everyone's different. Every I believe, and I believe everyone has their vices. Oh, I do. Yeah, we all have our vices. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm not gonna sit here and play like a fairy tale. Like you know, don't be the consumer. Da da. But on the same end, really gotta think about that type of shit. And I feel like people don't on a day to day. You know what I mean? They kind of just live like it's my last day every day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where like, I'm not saying you can't like once you save some. You know what I mean? Or you put some way into an investment or something that brings you some recurring money. Like yeah, you know you gonna splurge here, splurge there. But the one thing that I think I really learned is that. I got out of being a consumer. You know what I mean? I kind of, I feel like all my friends say like, I'm 23, but like I sound like I'm 40 and stuff like that, <laughs> because like I just learned things kind of quickly and like there was a time where I bought mad stuff. You know, I have times where I had mad jewelry and lost it and broke it. You know what I mean? Spent three mm-hmm. grand on a bracelet and lost it like I think four days later. You know what I mean? Like it, it showed like all this shit can come and go. You know what I mean? Like and on top of that, it makes you happy for a moment, like you said earlier. You know what I mean? Like you had the rush going to go get it and then you got it. Maybe you had the rush for the day, and then the next day you're like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, just there. It's, yeah. it's just there. You know what I mean? So it was really, I think the one thing that helped me keep my abundance and like my mind street when it came to finances was really just the understanding that I don't have to have everything. I don't need the latest shoes. I don't need, I get what I want. You know what I mean? And I don't want everything. You know what I mean? You got to give yourself the work something for it. You know what I mean? And if it's not, if it doesn't line up with your ultimate goal or whatever your purpose is, like, this is why I see purpose so important. You know what I mean? If it doesn't line up to what your purpose is, why are you buying it? I, every time I buy something, it's a costly. And sometimes it's just fuck it. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I look at something, I'm like, I want it. I, I mean, as much as I want to sit here and go like, ah, like, I don't want to buy it. Like, I'm gonna buy it you're gonna have those times but that's why you work every day consistently so when you have those vice days or you're like ah bro i need this like this or you ever had a sale before and it was a crazy sale but it was still kind of expensive yeah all the time you just far-fetched yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like <laughs> damn this could have been three racks but yeah. right now it's 750 yeah. and then you're like damn bro but like i dad bought them jordans last week yep. and those were on sale like you know what i mean like that 750 you could have you could accomplish because you held tight through all your other vices, you know what I mean? And you kept consistent, and now, you know, you can splurge on the things you really want, the things you really need. And I felt like I just found more dopamine in finding, like, after doing that for a while, because it wasn't hard, it was conditioning, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing with everything. I don't believe everything is, I think things are simple. Like, the highest, uh, what Albert Einstein said, the highest intelligence is simplicity. simplicity. You know what I mean? So, like, 
simplistic. It's simple, but all because I'm simple, don't make it easy. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it's very simple to think about, but it's very complex. We're humans. We we're here to make shit complex. Like we have a mind and a conscious. You know what I mean? So you got you got to just move with who you are. You know what I mean? And that's the big thing. If you know yourself, you're self aware. That's the big thing. If you're self aware, like then everything else is easy. You don't have to buy. A lot of people buy shit for other people. Like they buy Jordan. They buy like, oh, I need some Amiri pants or I need that because they want to look oh cool God, for shorty. Or they want, my homies going to say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. The fabric of Amiri is beautiful. <laughs> Yo, no, I'm not going to lie. lie. You ain't never lie, man. But I, I just think like, I don't know, like I was telling you guys before on camera, it's just like as a business owner now, yeah. and, you know, I'm kind of getting out of the out of that, that mind state of, you know, consumerism, right? right. Yeah. So it's like, if it's up to me buying another mic so I can interview Z or buying them or buying these Dior's that I really want, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the mic, right? Because I know this, doing this interview is going to be able to make, generate me money over time right? to be able to buy two, three, four, five Dior's, Dior's right? Right. Jay-Z said, if you can't buy it twice, you can't you afford, afford it. it. You can't afford it. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, you don't want to go get into that, into that kind of mode. I kind of been getting myself out of that. But kind of moving on, like I wanted you to get more in depth as far as the company. What's the name of the the company? What exactly do you guys do and stuff like that? Right. So my, I'm sorry, my apologies. My so, my agency is ZBJ Agency. So what we do is that we help build brands. We're we're uh, a brand development company. Okay. So we take brands, we cultivate them. We're starting to become more of a one stop shop now. Mm-hmm. But like before, we just take brands, we cultivate them on the digital side. I have a network of over a hundred and thirty seven million now. Net, like follower network through the pages I know like memes LMAO, uh memes are I'm not, you probably know that like records rap mm-hmm. like you know uh, things like that oh, We're yeah, all, rap is heavy. you know really cool friends of mine as well as you know I've met a lot of people like Dunk you know Gary Vee things like that where mm-hmm. um I use I this network yeah, I use this network to really help other people let it be an entrepreneur an influencer a brand a small business a big business cultivate their message, cultivate their goals or whatever their brand message is in storytelling, and then we take it and we ship it out to all these pages and we create a viral moment or we create like a consistent basis of content creation so, uh, so that they have a path in which they're able to bring in new, a new audience. You know what I mean? Uh, the downside of Radio Shack is that Radio Shack didn't know how to go online, like didn't understand how to like uh, provide their message that like we sell cheap electronics. Let's not, as good as that sounds, you know, on the internet, there's a way to storytell that. You know what I mean? Without putting a whole bunch of ads up and things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where we come in. We create very uh, different ways for you to promote your business, promote your brand, as well as a consistent way for you to grow and have a f- a, a, a fan base as well as a customer base. You know, uh, in 2017, I, I held about. 376 businesses go from zero to 100k in revenue um just you know using social literally using social using uh facebook ads instagram ads google adwords was just uh really sparking up and it was a little different than how it is now and then um from the and as well as just all the networks that you used on my pages for we just use that to grow an audience provide content that is replayable you know what i mean easy to be repeatable Mm -hmm. and uh, 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 you would say a funnel in a way that if it's a business they could bring in sales if it's not a business then it's a way to bring in music for artists you know what I mean there's always a funnel for something mm-hmm. but that's what we, practically we do we're just the efficiency part of the funnel <laughs> okay mm. yeah cause I dealt with click funnels before and like they make it seem so easy and so seamless but 
if you really don't know how to work in it to get the right exact funnel, mm-hmm. like you're just creating an email list. You're not making any money. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So. You, it's all understanding. Be it is. That's where we just come in where like, you know, Instagram makes a whole bunch of changes and things like that. Like you're not focused on that. You're focused on doing the podcast. Like, you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. where we come in. We're focused on what's going on on Instagram. You know, we're focused on what's going on on the just social platforms. And we handle the back end really where others can un- handle the front end. So now you get to focus on doing the podcast, doing your art, doing your music. While all you have to do is post, and you have a team of people behind you making sure that your posts are getting out to where they need to be, and you, you as a brand is growing every day and every second. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Wow. Okay. So that's how you grow. Again. You got basically a company that helps other companies grow organically and mm-hmm. make money. Exactly. And you make money doing that. Yeah. <laughs> got to pencil yourself some cash in there somehow. <laughs> no, 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 man. I'm pretty sure like there's a lot of companies that that are need your assistance. So. Like before, I, I I don't know if you know, but my my, my co-host here, Cor, um, Benny 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 Musa, he's a mm-hmm. he's an artist and he has his uh he has a whole uh you know agency and stuff like that as far as like uh, digital marketing. So that's why it's important. He has a lot of questions for you. So before oh, I let him down. take over, yeah. Um, my last question would be um well not my last question but the question before he takes over, um would be what do you think about the algorithm? Right, I feel like before when. On Instagram, per se, not even Facebook, I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, before I get 100K, I mean, not 100K, excuse me, 100 people, 150 people, right? Like, I have 700 followers, so, like, let's say if I get 10%, so that's 100, 100 something to get, mm-hmm. viewing your stories, liking your picture, right? I barely get, like, 60 now. Like, I get, yeah. like, 60, 70 people to even look at my shit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, like, then it's like, oh, you got to buy followers and stuff like that. But then that shit doesn't really work or whatever because at the end of the day, you know, they're all fake and they're not engaging and stuff like that. So you need engagement. So, like, how would a podcast like ours grow organically? How would you, like, if we were to take, if you were to take us on as a client, how would you help us grow organically on Instagram and the socials? Because we have... I, I pride myself on trying to be not only sonically but visually so you see the people that are talking in of the course, mic, right? Of course, yeah. So, you know, and plus it's, it's smart because of the revenue you get. YouTube, you know. No, it's not even just that. Yeah, you're getting people something to look at. It's the same thing with music. You know what I mean? That's why, uh, you know, like the music industry, they always tell you, like, if you're going to do a single, couple it with a video. Right. <laughs> like, because you're giving someone, uh, you want someone to, some people can't, Everyone's different, you know. People are some people are visual, some people are audio, some people like touch. You know what I mean? Things like that. And in the music industry, like some people really can't digest music unless they watch the music video, unless they see you rapping it. Like they can't digest your song, or they can't feel it a certain way. I know a lot of friends like that where like they might have heard the song on the radio or they heard it when someone else was playing, but like it was when they watched the music video, they were like, ah, I get it now. <laughs> That's what I do it for. You know what I mean? So, um, but if I took you guys under my wing for real, like. How to grow this podcast really is just like, you know, what episode is this one? This is episode officially the official. I have a okay, so I have five part series that I'm doing on the side. Cool, but this will be episode five. Cool, five episodes. Yeah, cool. All right, so yeah, I was saying like I would definitely have turned a lot of this because you know this is a long talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would have turned. I would have had to go through all this practically and watch all this and then turn this long-form content into, like, bite-sizable, really good, I wouldn't say, like, meme aesthetic, but, like, just digestible, where it's, like, sound-wise, it's cool. I would 
tell you guys, you need guys need to find like since you're doing an audio thing, you gotta find like a catchy sound, something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Every time you start the thing, there should be like a bell or like mm-hmm. a swoosh mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. You say something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That like when people hear that noise, even in, no matter what, what setting it is, they hear that noise, they know that it's the balance effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's how you, that's how you sonically you know create like a brand like a, a consistency in people's heads. Um, but I would tell you to do that first. I would create like a little bite size, or I would tell you guys to like create a little bite size with a message on top. And then from this whole thing, like pretend uh, you act, you know, how you asked me about my life and stuff like that, right? And we have a segment of that, and we're talking about like getting your shit done and, you know, being consistent and things like that. We turn that into a clip. I would then take that clip, you'd post it, we'd share it through our network, so you'd already begin love from our network, which then would bring you to explore or the hashtag. But on top of that, you'd, I would hope we have a budget to then send to uh, some pages that are in the music industry or in this industry, next way, whatever that attunes. Like really, the entrepreneur lifestyle I would think would really be like where those would really win the most motivation, stuff like that. But like share it to a couple pages like that. They would repost that content and just keeping a consistency thing of that. You know, having a budget, having a re- you guys creating a relationship. Cause it's not just about us. We're all about you guys creating a relationship. Cause like I said, a relationship ends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So on top of us doing the work, we're also doing the work in your account for a reason. We're doing the work in your account because we want you to have these relationships with these people. Like after we maybe you get to three hundred thousand followers, now you're gaining. 30,000 followers on your own or whatever every month. You don't need us. You know what I mean? Like, you still have these relationships. You can keep up the work that we were doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, and it's less work for you because now you know you have something automated. Hopefully, by episode 40, you are like six episodes ahead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so you'll be able to handle yourself. But, like, from there, that's really how you grow organically. People think being viral is having one big moment, and then that's it. And that's why we have all these people who have one fucking big moment. And then they're cool for a couple months. They're hot, hot, hot. And then you? a year later, you're like, where the fuck did this person go? <laughs> or why are you a fucking backup dancer all the time? Like, oh, like, man. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So, like, it, it's because there's no consistency. And mm-hmm. look at the people who are winning. I am Desi Banks. Oh, you know what I mean? You look at uh, Haha Davis. Uh, uh, which I think, uh, I forgot that, that, uh, that girl. She's, she's funny, too. But, like, radically, they're consistent. They're dropping content every other day every two three days you know what i mean they're doing shows they're doing lives like they're keeping people interested you know what i mean like the one thing like i, I agree with, another thing that i think with gary is great you know what i mean is ha- like you want to make your your shit episodic in people's lives like you know you as a kid you used to jump on the couch fucking hot 97 was on, i mean 97 106 park would come on on the tv you tell mom, mom or whatever you knew to be on the couch at six o'clock that was your day you do like you at six i'm on the couch i'm watching this you want that same excitement for your brand. You want people to be like, balance effect coming on at 5 p.m. They've been doing this every Tuesday. I'm here in my seat. Don't bother me. I'm watching this or I'm listening to this. You know what I mean? Or you want you want to become a routine in people's day. So that's yeah. why I always believe uh, uh, having consistent content is going to be cool. Because think about it. Even a new fan that joins, pretend they like start at 5, right? Mm-hmm. Now they can go back and go like, cool, 5 was fire. Let me check 4 out. And then cool, maybe I don't like four. Let me check three out. Yeah. All right, I kind of like three, but I don't like two and one. And now you're like, damn, I like two videos. Um, maybe I might like the third one. Like, And then, you know, but when you have, when you get to a point where you have like 40 videos, you know what I mean? It's a library. So now people get to pick and choose. You know, that's the beauty, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of, uh, you ever seen the YouTube What If? 
Uh, no, I never. I've heard of it, but I've never actually got. To yeah. So what if is like this channel that talks about a whole bunch of like what if situations, but how they really blew up for real is just consistency. Like literally, like they were just posting three, four what if videos a day. You might not like four of them, but you like one of them. Uh, I've actually yeah. seen that. Yeah, the you, what if series. Yeah. You gonna watch some one of them yeah. or two of them? It's just a fact. And you then you get looped into it, and you're watching like oh, four or five. Oh, of them. Yep, and then you're just like, oh man, I didn't know they had all this cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you, but you don't know that you're also like in your brain throwing away half the shit they they probably spent mad time trying to make. You know what I mean? Like same mm-hmm. thing with you. There's gonna be episodes that no one gives a fuck about, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Because mm. someone's gonna give a fuck about it. Mm, you know what I mean, and there's gonna be people, and there's gonna be episodes that everyone gives a shit about. But you got to give yourself a, a, the ability to do that. And then on top of that, like you said, because uh, you're asking me also about the, the algorithm. I agree with you. I think the algorithm is complete shit right now. But you also gotta understand like the time we're in, like the election. Again, yeah. uh, Facebook got fucked the last election, as you remember, like the Cambridge Analytica thing started yeah. and all that. So like, they got to lock down. Like if they ran into all the same problems that there would be no more social. So that you like you gotta like play with the devil the way it is you know what i mean so uh, i think that the algorithm definitely poop but that's where like these it's more important to collab more important to share my biggest thing is like collaboration so you're gonna be i would i don't care if you are on another podcast's podcast you feel me like talk about your podcast like you feel me like that'd be fire now i think about it like you, you guys should do that like have a co-podcast with like another similar podcast Fire. Make sure they have like maybe a little bigger audience or like around the same. But like that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Different shit like that. Where like you guys are talking about the struggles of having a podcast. Like that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen often. But um, it's collaborations in the weirdest ways. You know what I mean? If you're gonna have a podcast and you see how you're bringing me in and I'm bringing all this information, I don't know. You could have a clown in here and talk about how, like how important it is for him to be a clown and like what made him that do all that stuff. You wanna know why? Because there's gonna be a kid somewhere who is on the internet because the internet's worldwide it's not based here you know what i mean and you that you maybe posted on youtube and he's gonna give a shit about the clown and he might be your like best fan over a clown video i've seen people fucking literally blow up off of like opening pokemon cards like mm-hmm. one of my best friends is like lately has seventy thousand subscribers on youtube right now over two videos opening pokemon cards he didn't know it was gonna happen so a whole bunch of little five-year-olds was like Cards and wow. and and it blew up, but like it doesn't happen every day. Like the little yachty effect that like oh, I just blew up overnight, and he didn't really blow up overnight. But like that little effect that like your shit's just gonna blow up doesn't happen unless you give someone a catalog. You know what I mean? Because all the uh, uh, XXX's song was just making music related, right? Uh, the song that blew him up, like the Look at Me, they came out six months before it blew up. Mm-hmm. That shit was nothing yeah. for six months. No one gave a shit about that song, like. Until a whole bunch of little kids on Twitter, someone, one little kid made a, like a meme about it with the song in the background, and that led to the whole shit it got to. Drink you know what I mean? Everyone yeah. using it, and you know what I mean? So it's creating a moment, and XXX had a catalog by that. You know what I mean? He had mass songs. So like people were able to do that and be like, oh, there's more shit like this? Like, and then go through a catalog, and that's what you able to blow up. You get a fan base that way. But like, as a fan, you know what I mean? Like, if I saw like this, right, and there's only three episodes, like, now I gotta like kind of like hope that this gets good. You know what I mean? I'm at the beginning, and you have some people like that who will believe in you. But like I tell my friends, like when you start something, 
for the first two years, I don't think you should really give a shit about what anyone thinks about what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, no one really is going to give a shit about what you're doing. People are weird. It sucks, but, like, people are weird where, like, they look at small achievements and they need to see the accolade mm-hmm. sometimes. That's why a blue check means so much to people. Well, you know what I mean? They need to see the accolade for shit to happen. Like, for you, for them in their mind to go, like, cool. <laughs> like, I trust that dude. Like, it's reliable. like, he's reliable. You know how many times I've met people who's, like, Bro, like, I trust, like, I've literally met what, uh, a client of mine who trusted me with the sit in his, like, he had, like, a fucking, like, what was it? It wasn't a, a uh, yeah, it was. It was, like, a Rolls Royce Phantom. He just left the keys inside. Whatever, bro. He's on a news article. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, I can still take your car and bounce. Like, what are you talking about? But, like, that really shows you, like, that man in his head went, like, that man was on a news article, and he immediately trusted me. <laughs> like, just, like, that was, and that's where reputation and all that grows. You know what I mean? Things like that. But, like, it, it, sh- it shows that that's what it's all about. Reputation, accolades. From there on, and, like, I'm, a, I'm not that type of dude. I don't like, that's why a lot of my stuff, like, I stayed in the shadows for until, like, a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I was never that type of dude of, like, I need y'all to know. Yo, shout me out. Like, who I'm with. Like, shout me out on Instagram. Like, I need people to know it's me. Like, I'm not that type of dude, which also has hurt me in the long run. You know what I mean? It's a perfect balance of both. Like, you don't want everyone knowing what you're doing, but you want people to know about the great things you're doing. You know what I mean? No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna let Quam take over with the music stuff, because I know... You're doing your thing in What's music on, too, on. man. What's up, man? <laughs> I haven't seen your songs, man. You gotta send me them. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you what. These days, um, I've st- I've kind of stepped back as being an artist to focus on you know business and, and putting myself together as a man. You know what I'm saying? So it's so it's very interesting that that you are somewhat doing it in reverse of how I did it because when I was like 21, 22, it was like. Man, about to hit the block yeah 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 we about to you know uh get get the studio money and do what we do but um let me ask you what made you get into music in the first place um i actually had like music all my life like Mm my my uncle's andre betts um he did like madonna stuff all that cool stuff that's that's i kind of grew up in the studio all my life but like Believe it or not, made me hate music for a while. Mm-hmm. Not gonna cap. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I see my that. family was very forceful. Like, when it came, like, my dad used to send me there every weekend to, like, learn how to make beats. And it's like, yeah. that shit. It's like, that's not what I want to be here mm-hmm. for. Um, from there, it turned into, like, it took me a whole bunch of time, really. And then I used to see my cousins. They had, like, a band uh, called George Puke. And then I had my other cousin, Dasan. We used to make, like, really trippy, make, like, really trippy music. And then the dark, uh, uh, it was not Dartmouth. I think it is Dartmouth College. The one, um, it's in Boston. I think so. Yeah. I don't think Berkeley. Not, nah, nah, nah. It's a music Bro- school. Uh, music. Yeah. Dude. I think it's Berkeley. If you're talking about Boston, it's definitely Berkeley. I don't know. I just know yeah. you went to a music school, and just seeing them work on music and seeing that, for them, like you know, growing up as well, like it was never about the money, mm-hmm. or it was never really about making music. It was like an expression of self. Right. You know what I mean, it was expression. Like they like they'd have a long day of school and then go home, and if they need to go into the, the garage and scream and strum their gu- guitars so like they feel like they got it out, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So like that's kind of like what made me get into music. Like I was like eighteen, I bought like a set with my birthday money at the time, uh, and I was just like, man, like I'm just gonna link. Just freestyle and let it my whole shit out into this mic and see what happens. And like my first couple songs were trash. 
<laughs> it always is like that. It's complete like trash. That. I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. Complete <laughs> trash. <laughs> and then uh, it took a lot of time, mm-hmm. years. Of, but it was uh, for me. I don't look at music as like something I oh I really want to do. Like it's a hobby for me. I tell my friends all that, that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Like even with even with the plays I get now and all that stuff. Like it's a hobby. Like, right. until someone, and I used to joke around like until someone invests in me. Mm. It stays a hobby. No matter how much I blow up over it, no matter how fam- famous I get. And that's really what, what it was about. Was like For me, it's an expression of myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? I used it when I was going through the, like, the hardest times of my life. I was like singing to the mic and all this other stuff and like whatever it may be. And I felt like relieved. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I couldn't vent this to certain people. You know, there's certain things you do things later. You can't say it. Yeah. Gotta put on the music. You just put in some music, yeah. Yeah. So, very interesting. I, I'm, have you... I know you're using, or I'm going to assume that you're using uh, your skills that you developed outside of music and applying it to your uh, your craft. Is uh, that? I mean, kind of. Mm-hmm. See, like I told you before, I'm, and this is where I, I slack as a human being. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like being out like in the limelight as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want... I don't want it to be manufactured. You know what I mean? I know I can manufacture it. Like, you know what I mean? It's easier for me to do. But, like, right. I, you know, I, I want to grow it, or like, organically in a way that, like, people just find me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because it's not, a, like I said, it's not my passion. If right. it was my passion, right. then maybe I would push it like my agency. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, Where yeah, I'm yeah. just, like, dumping, like, money into it. I just really just started investing into my music, for real. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because before, like I said, it, it wasn't my passion. Just some, my business, my business is my passion. That's what mm-hmm. I did every day, and that's what I love doing. And the music is just more of, like, a let out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, uh, yeah, the answer to that was just, like, nah, I'm really not. But, like, the strategy is there. And that's what yeah. I'm saying, like, kind of. You know what I mean? Right, the right, strat- right. I can't forget the strategies, and that's kind of like how I apply it into my own path. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I said before, just to regurgitate, like, I believe it's all about the knowledge you obtain and you push it into your own direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have my own ideas, my own dreams, my own, like, vision of how I want this to happen. And I know by me just pushing it the way that I would push another client might not be exactly what I the, want. The best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so interesting. Because um, you, you would assume that, like, that's yeah. exactly what happens. You know what I mean? Um, for me, it, the, 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 it was going to lead to the next question. Do you actually consider yourself, like, a, a musician, for real, being that you have the business that you have and you started there? Right. Because I know for me, that's, that's, like, the challenge. It's like, well, I mean, you can, I can make music, but I feel like, with like there has to be more you know yeah i feel you mm-hmm. i'm a big advocate that you could just be wherever the fuck you want just like, doing like, what you want you yeah just, I, like if i had to like put everything i have done or did or want to do into a list of things i, I think it'd be very long you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't think you should ever really hold yourself because you're holding yourself in a box if you do that like all right am i am i a musician i guess yeah i don't know play piano but it was the same man like it's freeing to just know that you can do whatever the fuck you want, really. You mm. could be a musician today. You could spend three years right now and, like, become the biggest artist and then three years later become, like, the biggest person to sell, like, mattresses. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, yep. it's whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, does that stop you from being a musician now that you sell mattresses? You still did the whole musician thing. Mm-hmm. So you're still a musician. Yeah. You can always pick up the guitar again or pick up whatever, you know, your interest is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I guess I see myself as a musician. But, like... That's not the only thing I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think that that really matters. Be what you want. How do you how do you feel about the climate of music now? Like, uh, I think that it's refreshingly mm-hmm. toxic. 
Like, yeah. Ew. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's very like, you know, I feel like I listen out of any time in my life I can find an artist practically doing anything. Yeah. There's, there's some for somebody somewhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. Well, on the same end, there's so much of it. Yeah. Not all of it is good. And then on top of that, you can't even tell if people really like it or not anymore, because trolls have now won this game. Yeah. <laughs> like everything's shit on the internet. Like right. every video you can find someone going like this is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Things like that. You know what I mean? So I, I believe that it's uh I think it's just uh I think it's about to be a change in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the climate right now is everyone's pivoting, doesn't know what to do. So it's like wildfire right now. Right, right, you right. can blow up as an artist and you can lose as an artist today. We why well, Namir is the biggest person to look at right now like that man blew up mm-hmm. and then like his, i think his latest video got like 15 like i think the audio only has like fifteen thousand wow. views in like a week why why do you think that is like could it be could it just boil down to consistency or is it like i'm gonna get real conspiracy theory on you so <laughs> yeah do you feel like in the music game and this and the reason why I'm asking you this no, in particular is because fine. yeah because you deal with um marketing and at the same time you dabble in being an artist right. do you feel like the trends and everything that's going on now do you feel like that's an accident or do you feel like it's more at play yeah <laughs> that's a hard question I know. To answer, but I'll get myself in trouble just in case it's a mixture. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of things that happen on the internet that are like straight accident and mm-hmm. blow up. And then there's definitely things that, you know, are put at play yeah. because people just know what they're doing. Right. And if you got the right connections with the right people and you know a lot of people, mm-hmm. you can make a lot of things happen. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a mixture. Okay. Okay. Um, just to bring it back to your business, how do you feel like an artist would be able to use your platform to uh, excel? I mean, when it comes to my business and just artists, I think like those are one of the best people we work with. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot of artists. It's one of the most common uh, clients we have mm-hmm. that and influencers because of the, just the fact that what is what is making music? Like, well, how do you make more money in music? Is building an audience, mm-hmm. building a place of people who give a shit. You know what I mean? Not and then on top of that, with my agency, I feel like why we have so much success is because of the fact that. We are not just building followers just because they care about like a moment. You know, a lot of people do that. Like, like the baby, a lot of his followers at first came because he was going into shootouts and stuff like that, and I like tough and stuff. But you know, which then played into his character, which is, was smart as hell. Smart. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? But um, bro, there's a lot of people who start marketing that way, and it just doesn't end right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's because you know I think it's like creative marketing, and a music artist would love. Uh, would you know not just be acquiring an audience that's going to listen to their music mm-hmm. consistently um on top of that um they'll be able to use our network to then reach new people and get into playlisting because we have a playlist network all those type of things you know what i mean uh news you know you get on publications all those type of things we're like i said we're a one-stop shop at least we're becoming but i would like to say now we're really like a one-stop shop when it comes to the pr digital like everything you know what i mean as long as you got the budget to do so like we, we can put you on and almost any magazine now uh, as well as just you know what we have all the audiences from all the other paths you, I'm not sure you know how Facebook ads works and like Google ads works and things like that like if you have a pixel on there or you know you have custom audiences well, I have a custom audience from all of these campaigns that you see social media mm-hmm. like with all these different people you know you know it's easier for me to run ads it's easier for me to do the same thing repetitiously 
refine a different template for it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I would just do with an artist because everything's repetitious, bro. We've seen the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Just some different artists doing it, finding a different way to finding a different way to play on it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's all. And that's like uh um who is it? Uh, Polo G. I think it's Polo G. Did the did the Martin Gina thing? That was fire. Yeah, I you know what I mean? That. Like that's. But we've also seen mad people do different. Do like why was that super fire compared to all the things that other people? Because yeah. we see the same shit. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's a different template. You add different people to it, and it becomes brand new again. But I, I would also say with that particular uh, case study that he, they did that to the T. I've never seen anybody execute it like that. I agree. You and know? I agree. And that's, you know, that's the beautiful thing is that yeah. some people can exceed the other. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, but it's the same template at the end of the day. Right, right, he right. just did it very well. Right, yeah, right, mean, right. And it's, and it's th- precious as well. So that, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, it's, it's, he just did it very well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. As as an artist, and I'm sure we have to move on to the next segment, right? Yeah, no, but, oh, yeah, it's a um, good conversation. I like it so much. I see, like, so when I was uh, sort of doing my my light research, I seen that um, SoundCloud was very instrumental in how you would uh, market artists. Um, it's a, kind of a two part question. A, do you feel like SoundCloud is still as prevalent as as it was before, instrumental in building an artist? Um, um, followers and also, if not SoundCloud, what is the next frontier, in your opinion? I feel like SoundCloud. I think it. It really depends on the artist. Like, what is the artist's situation? Mm-hmm. Some some artists like aren't. No one knows who they are, but they got like a good budget. You know what I mean? So they can work on cultivating an audience and like people giving a shit really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then focus on like the plays mm-hmm. and like bring the main attention. Mm-hmm. Where like uh, you know I have a lot of artists that you know they're paying out of their checks to really do what they're doing. Right, right, right. So uh, I say Spotify is really now the biggest frontier mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, promoting an artist. Why? Because you know Spotify has one of the is the biggest DSP out right now uh, with the most playlists the most discoverability as well as they have an algorithm that creates 11 playlists like automatically mm. based on that person's like listen so imagine you have like 15 loyal fans you know what i mean it's not like soundcloud where like you know you just a fan like now spotify will make playlists with your song in it to get you more plays you know what mm. i mean like and things mm. like that and then as well as like editorials the more you do well on it so like I've had a lot of artists like Wayne McDonald uh, as well as like Boy Icy as well, you know, where they um they got a certain amount of plays on the song and then Spotify put them on editorials, like you know what I mean? Like put them on like rap caviar. Yeah. Like, yeah that yeah, might yeah. be the bottom, but yeah. like a bottom also brings you like forty thousand plays. Ooh, yeah. In right. a week or something like that. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, I think that's really the biggest instrument. SoundCloud's cool for building an audience, but Profit's not really there. Like they pay for the, the like a, whole, a very right. small amount. Let's just say that. Um, and then Spotify, a hundred thousand plays brings you about like if it's top ranked countries and everything. Like it's like four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like you know, when you scale it out, you get a lot of your money back. <laughs> you know what I mean? In real in royalties, as well as you're helping your algorithm. So like you're meeting an audience. You know what I mean? So right. it's really dependent on what the artist wants, but. I really believe that uh, Spotify is great for building a fund and an audience, 
might the audience part might come a little slower mm. but if you have foundation of funds where you can be consistent mm. and then soundcloud's more of a place where you could build like an audience where you could be like the underground king if you really wanted to and then there's places to blow up like soundcloud has also just like thrown my songs right randomly into like fresh press and stuff like that so like it's a mixture you know what i mean i believe all platforms where you should really go off on um but spotify itunes and uh, uh soundcloud are the best to cultivate your audience title pays you the most if you didn't know last question i mm. promise i think this is probably going to be the most important question as far as like an artist uh uh point of view goes right just came from the studio just finished that track you got to put it out artwork ready music video ready cool so how do i get it from zero plays to my first a hundred thousand plays cool organically right yes Cool. So it's gonna be a lot of work on your front. I'm not gonna lie. If you're gonna do the money, um, it really is going into communities. Like mm. when I would first build my fan page, like my my music shit. Like I was going into like I was on Twitter and the music tab and things like that, and you could see a whole bunch of them. But people were like, hey, bro, like we share music over here on the Discord. Come join the Discord. You know what I mean? Things like that. And you gotta really. And some of my fans, a lot of my fans, a lot of the people, that's why I don't really like calling them fans when you see them. I'm not sure if you watch my story. Like, I call them, like, my stars, stuff like that. Like, we all stars, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, bro, because I don't really look at people as a fan because all the people who listen to my music, like, I listen to your music. Or, like, you, we met, like, on a peer-to-peer ratio. So, how are you a fan of me? I mean, like, so. Facts. No, that's, that's a good point. That's so, good point. like, um, that's really it. Like, it's connections. You know what I mean? Because guess what? You could meet one dude, and he showed it to 20 of his homies. Yeah. You could be playing in the car, like, 13 times a day, and you never know what homie in the car who could show it to another homie. You know what I mean? And that's how shit blows up. You know what I mean? But it's that connection. You want to get your shit played. You want, you want, a, you want someone who's going to be dedicated as much as you are. So, like, I would say is join these communities. Find creative ways to show people your music, which is uh, in hashtags. You know, you got to. You know, whatever platform you're on, find whatever ways how you reach out to the, the public. Um, uh, there's different tech, too. Like, people don't know. Like, I would look up, like, if, you, if you're trying to get into TikTok, go, like, uh, TikTok tools. People don't know about that. They're little, like, whatever tools. And you can find mad tools like, where you can find out how many followers, like, what does this, what does this do? And you can, like, assess your page a little better than what they give you. So, it's, like, it's really about that. And, um, damn, I lost what I was saying. No, I, th- I think you pretty much nailed it. I think if you want a hundred thousand plays, you gotta talk to a hundred thousand people. people. <laughs> I'm sorry, or you go no, no, or half of that, not yeah, even yeah, half, yeah. or one third of that <laughs> at least. Third. But you yeah. gotta think about it. Like one third is even a lot. Like talking yeah, yeah. to a hundred people, like some people don't talk to fucking twenty people in yeah. like a year. <laughs> no, it's true. So, like you gotta really put yourself out there. And a lot of people are introverts. You like I'm an introvert myself, right. and. I'm out of big fan of like, you know, I'm cool doing podcasts and stuff like that. I've got, but I got used to that. I used to be like nervous as fuck doing shit like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I don't, I, I don't want to mess up or like, you know what I mean? I, I always conscious about what I'm saying, things like that. But, um, that's the thing is getting past that barrier going like my shit is good enough for you to listen. Even right. if I, maybe if it's not good enough for you to listen, but like, that's why I always parade. Like I always go for like, if someone, if a rapper's super confident about his shit, like I really hope his shit is nice, but like I respect it. Like, right, no matter what. confidence for your shit. Right. Now to your business, out of this podcast, like you could, you know, you could have one camera on a shabby camera. I mean, a shabby light. 
well, you shouldn't let no one talk shit about your <laughs> podcast. It's the best podcast ever that you worked on. I'm a big advocate of it. And Jordan, you know, Jordan's a big advocate, you know, is where I learned that from, really. You know, he cared about winning so much, he didn't give a fuck about his team liking him. Like, he was yeah. like, bro, I don't care if you don't like me. Like, you know what I want. Yeah. Like, and, and I care about it. And if you care about me as a person, you understand that I don't, I'm not doing this or I'm not acting this way to be naive or ignorant. It's because I passionately give a shit about this and I don't play no games when it comes right. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel that's the same way people should take with their music. You know, if you really want a fan base, a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I want a hundred thousand fans. But you, what if, it's like, what if I gave you a hundred thousand fans right now? What would you do? What would you do? Probably yeah. lose them all. Like, <laughs> it is. You got to learn how to cultivate your brand, and in that journey, you'll learn what your fans love, and you know what you love giving your fans. Right. And that's that's the big thing, you know. Look at all the artists that are out and stayed relevant. Look at a Uzi. Look at a look at a Twenty One Savage who could be fucking mute for a year and then come back and drop a crazy album. It's because his he's created a brand. He's created uh, such a personality in his brand that his fans understand who he is. Same yeah. with Playboy Carter. You know what I mean? Right. He has created such a personality and sorry and brand around his 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 music that like. He has people deciphering messages, fucking pictures and shit like that, because that is the brand he built. He right. built himself being a quiet da da da. You gotta find what you do and things like that. You know what I mean? Because that's what he attunes to. You know what I mean? That's probably what he's really good at. You know, what I mean? maybe he focuses hundred percent on music. You know what I mean? He might be an eighty-nine percent music dude, and social don't mean shit to him, and that's why he does what he does. There, you know, there's always a contingency to why there's a plan and for what it is. Doja Cat. And Megan Thee Stallion, I mean, Megan Thee Stallion is really the best one, I think, example of that shit, where, like, she had, to me, I think she had the best marketing growing, like, blowing up as an artist. Right. Bro, she was four, she, she was, like, four different personalities. Yeah, like, you, have you noticed that she disappeared? Yeah. She's just not here no more. Else, yeah. No one gives a fuck about those four personalities no more. No one gives a shit about that. But when it was blowing up, it was the biggest marketing strategy ever. Guess what? You had the, where, where she was the icy version. Yeah. Uh, she, that was, like, the anime, da 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 Like, I like, I don't know, that was the diamonds, da 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 and then she had like the nerd version where it was like the anime. So she's a t- think about it. She's a tune into all these anime communities, these like weebs and waifus and all these all these type of people. Then she has like the hot girl summer shit. So she getting all the ratchets, uh, you know, all the people, you know, all the people who, who like to shake their ass and X Y Z strippers. Everybody, you know, into her on that way. And then she also, you know, she got the nasty com- like conversation as well. It would drive the boat. So she getting all those people who listen to that type of music. Bro, she created like a trifecta. Uh, of like three different communities melting pot into one so mm-hmm. now you everyone has a relatability factor to Megan you know mm-hmm. what I mean like it's not even about the music no more well she watches My Hero Academia so I'll fuck with her like she I'm only perfect female rapper who watch anime and exploit it I'll fuck with her like you know what I mean and she knows how to like you know throw it and break it down like for real like that's really how people look at things people love the shit they relate to mm-hmm. like someone's gonna love this shit cause they're gonna feel like they can, they can oh I can sit on my couch and do this shit that's what, that's gonna be the real shit. That or they're gonna be like, oh, bro, I this is gonna inspire them. They're gonna something's gonna be relatable about this whole episode that's gonna bring them to the next level. And that's what you want in your content. You want to just be able to speak your truth and know that your truth was enough to impact somebody else, musically, audioly, you know, visually, whatever it is. Right. It's all about impacting and, and storytelling. Yeah, story. I mean, that's what I like. I mean, I like telling stories. That's that's what that's what we were doing initially. Like the first episode. 
we talked about, you know, just introduction of how we kind of came up with, how I came up with the idea, um, just the balance effect of going into, you know, this quarantine and, you know, everything in life has to have a balance and, you know, I, I originally started off for something else, you know what I mean? I was trying to market a completely different brand, right? right? right. But then I'm like, I was actually trying to create an app and then when I noticed how expensive the app yep. was going to yep. cost me, yeah. I was like, I think the safer bet is to go the the podcast route, right? And then I started talking to other guys, and they were like, yo, you know, if I would have done it differently, I would have built the brand first and then build the podcast because then the podcast enhances the brand that you're building, Yep. right? But, you know, I, 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 uh, yeah, I tend to do things backwards and do it my way. And right, like it's that. not backwards, though. Yeah. Yeah. I say it, you just did it your own way, bro. And yeah. then think about it. You're going like, damn, you wish you brought the band first, but if you didn't do the podcast, you wouldn't yeah, have the brand. brand. So now look at you. Now you have a brand, the balance effect. You yeah. feel me? So, like, now it's up to you. You could either like focus on the brand or focus on the podcast. It's up to you to make that pivot. You could change any day, any time, bro. Life moves on. That's all I'm saying, bro. With or without your decision. So that's all I'm saying. Like, it's really uh, up to you, man. And I don't think, any, like I said, bro. That's why I keep saying, like, I don't think anything's wrong with that shit. Like, you move the way you move. Like, you gon' you never know. You like you said, oh man, that's the wrong shit. But like, what if you be, this blows up and like now you have a successful podcast and that shit wasn't wrong. I hope it is, man. I'm, I'm looking for you to help us out with that, man. Like, of course. you know, uh, um, you know, that was that was the, the thing about it. Like, it mm-hmm. kind of meshed completely. Like, it would kind of gel. It was it was organic, right? As, mm-hmm. you, as you like to put it, right? Um, as far as having you on, like, um, you were one of the, actually, you are the first official guest that we had as a as a collective as a podcast because mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, while we're building his brand and mm-hmm. building my brand and building obviously my other codes. She's not here right now. She's a fitness a uh, super. Nice, nice. I'll definitely, sh- um, you know, shoot her your Instagram and stuff like that. But, you know, you know, it's just you know, just being able to have a collective and build dope content, right? And just you know, just use our in- intellectual property, right? right. I, my experience is always going to be different from yours, from his, from everybody's. Like we all have different experiences, right. but you know, as a collective, we come together and just build dope stuff. You know, and we were actually talking about the Charlemagne the God thing, like how he, you know, built this network of called Black Effect and putting back, you know, black podcasts and telling stories and stuff like that. And I feel like that's dope, right? But I want I want to do everything. I want to do boss moves, right? I don't right. want to be a worker, right? right? I want to be able to invest in my own shit and make it my own, right? I don't right. want to. I want to. I want to be investor, a owner, part owner, ownership. Anything that has to do with ownership. I don't want to have to leverage my following my IP, anything to to being able to get something else, right? That's the only thing. Like, I want to be able to just build something from the ground up, and that's kind of what we pride ourselves as, you know, as a collective when we kind of joined and made this thing, right? But, yeah, just lastly, um, you know, my last question to you would be just, like, how important is branding, like, now, right? Um, Like, one one of the memes that I see is, especially a lot of the, a lot of the entrepreneur pages I see yeah. is, like, you have like let's say a cup of coffee or you have a lighter and on the one of the, it has it's blank right. and then it has Starbucks or then you have a lighter and one lighter is blank then you have Nike it'll right. be Nike ninety dollars then it'll be Apple one hundred twenty dollars then it'll be Gucci or Louis and it'll be a thousand dollars right so it's like how important is branding and knowing your true value of it because there's a difference right right there's a lot of difference like it's Nike not saying the Nike is less than Louis but their price points are different right, right. they cater to a different audience. They always say something about like you see you always gonna see Toyota making um commercials, but have you ever seen a Rolls Royce commercial? Have okay. you seen a Ro- Rolex commercial? Okay. 
You know? I mean, I have seen a Rolex commercial. Now those are those are coming out. So yeah. But the thing is that um, dude, like, like brand is super important. That's just just get that out the way. But like, when you look at Apple, right? Or you look at like Microsoft. Or not really like I wouldn't really say those now they're really marketing their stuff. I say like all right, so let's go Nike, right? They're, they most commercials aren't about the the product. It's about the athlete. It's about the message. Mm-hmm. It's all about storytelling. Like we fall in love like Gucci. Why is it expensive? It's not because of the quality of the clothes. It's because it's from Italy and there's a long story behind it. People take their time. Like Rolex, people don't buy a Rolex because it's well. I mean now because it's just a it's a trend. You know what I mean? It's a nice watch. But like before, there was a story behind it. You know, every Rolex is made by a guy. He takes like a year and a half out of his life to make it. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's a whole story behind Rolex that makes that watch worth worth what it is. You know what I mean? Same thing. Why like an automotive per gay is a little bit more than a Rolex because that guy had to pay, spend more time on that watch and he put more complications into that watch. Bro, can you pronounce that again? Because I don't pronounce, I call it Audemars Pigeo. Like, how, how do you pronounce that again? Audemars Pigeo. Oh, okay, Pagay. cool. See, that's rich nigga shit. I don't know nothing about that. Audemars <laughs> Pigeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, it's because it's more. You know what I mean? Richard Milley, why is Richard Milley's cost so much, bro? Because it has some, it's the watch with one of the most complications in the world. Like, people mm-hmm. don't even know that. You know what I mean? But, like, that's why it's so expensive. You know what I mean? There's a story behind it. You know what I mean? Behind the trend and all that type of stuff. As well as just with branding. Like, everything bar- b- values and price because of the storytelling. Like, you can buy a TCL 4K television that might just be just as good as a Samsung TV. But guess what? Samsung's going to be more expensive because Samsung's Samsung. Right, it's just what it is. So that's why knowing your worth is really based on you. Everything at Nike didn't start off at the price it's at. There, there was bef- if you go to when Nike first started or like the first couple years of Nike being out, there weren't shoes that were fucking like five hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. Everything was a hundred bucks. Nike nice. Air Forces was like a hundred something dollars. Like you know what I mean? Like, nice. but before that, you'd be like forty. Remember, it was like yeah. forty fifty at a point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now it's about a hundred, but like. You know what I mean? Everywhere starts from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, and that really is. It's the storytelling. The more people you get to believe in your story, the higher you can increase your prices. Especially if you are heightening in the luxury. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the moment that you get enough, like, consistent income for this, and you move this into a bigger studio with crazy lights and maybe, like, a fucking fountain behind you and some cool, like, it looks like you're in a studio and, like, some beers and you got some sponsors now and you go out and you want to go pay seven hundred dollars to sit in this chair, like eight hundred dollars. You could start telling them like a thousand dollars. You have a thousand dollars a person. Cause why? Now you have an ambiance. You know that you have an audience of people who are going to like receive you. Let them know. Let it be positive or negative. You have shit to make your price point go up, and you have a storytelling method. You know what I mean? Like we are. Your story is what it is, and on top of that, people know that, so that's why they fuck with you. And your storytelling is what's gonna bring sto- like because you're doing a podcast is what's gonna make that person shine because the fact that uh, people who are watching you probably believe in whatever you guys are believing in in the things you guys are talking to or they wouldn't consistently watch you mm-hmm. so they're gonna trust that the people you bring in unless you're opposing them you know there's gonna be an argumentative thing like mm-hmm. the people you bring in are like-minded as well mm-hmm. or around the same atmosphere mm-hmm. so it's really why branding is is so important because it you, if it's around the same atmosphere, you're letting that person shine. Like, you mm-hmm. see, if I'm sitting here, we have this atmosphere, like, you're letting me shine. You're letting me tell my story. You're letting me, 
like really get let people get to know me. In one aspect, they're getting to know you and seeing how you guys do podcasts and we evolve with you, especially if you know the people that you're gaining now who are gonna see you a year from now, they're gonna love you, bro. They watch you for a whole year. Like, you know what I mean? That's what's important. Now you're in their lives. They got yeah. stories like, bro, I was with my shorty and I was watching this shit. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's going on. You want to impact people's lives, like I said, and yeah, it's an increment. No, the whole point is to impact people, man. Like, just well, like the thing that we try, we we try to do here is just like you know change people's narrative. I find like people, especially people of color, like I know for sure, you know, your parents, even though you come from a musical background, they were telling you to go to school, right? Yeah. They're like you know, pushing that narrative of you know, go to school, go to school, go to school. And, 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 you know, go this worker, be the worker bee, right? Route, right? Bro, I, I think mm-hmm. that's just a parent. Sorry to cut you off. But, yeah. like, it's just the mantle of parenting. That's what I think, like, that's all kids need to understand. Is like, it's the mantle of parenting. This is the one thing, like, and me and my parents had, like, didn't have the best relationship until, like, recently. Really, like, the last two years. Um, because of the fact that, like, I feel like they never understood, like, I, I quickly understood. I forgive my parents for, for shit for mad long. But, like, it just... I feel like they didn't understand. I was at a point where, like, I'm not going to surround myself around the negativity if I don't have to be around it. And then second, like, I feel like they didn't understand that I had this. You know what I mean? As a parent, you only want what's best for your kid. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why, that's the mantle of parenting. Their their parents was, like, a piece of shit. I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not going to say that. But, like, everyone didn't like their parents. You know what I mean? Their parents were doing some shit that they didn't like. It was like, I'm not going to do that to my kid. But I'm a kind of, you know, but they were born with shit. So, they, you know, like, they were raised with shit. So, they're going to bring that to you. Mm-hmm. And then that might have worked to raise them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're a whole different generation. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, that mantle is brought down to you, and you have to break that mantle. Because mm-hmm. guess what? The shit that you're like, oh, X, Y, and Z, you're going to be raising your kid in the mantle of your parents. Ooh, like, no matter how you, because even if you choose to do the opposite shit, guess what? You chose to do the opposite shit because you saw your parents do the, re- the shit that you didn't like. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's breaking out of that mantle and understanding and getting your parents to understand that you got this. Because once my parents understood they got and we've had multiple conversations like this. You know what I mean? Like once we understood, we got to a uh, conversation where like they understood I had this. Like you don't have to. There is no. My mom's funniest thing all the time she, is like she always said to me like, you better be saving money for the hiccup. Why hiccup? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It's showing your parents, like, there is no hiccup. Like, I got this. There's nothing to worry about. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right, bro. But um, there is no hiccup to worry about. You know, I have this. I can handle this. Because a parent, that's the only thing they're worried about. That's why they're on your butt. That's why they want you to go to school. Because that's the only thing they're thinking about is, like, I want my kid to be successful. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I could vision my success for my kid. But, but that's mm-hmm. but that's why, like, it's, it's we, when I started this podcast and I, and I told him to come on, I told Vinny and I told Suki to come on was because you know, I wanted to break that mold. Like, mm-hmm. that stereotype of, like, you know, that one, that conformity of, you know, you need to be the worker, you need to be this, you got to do that. This is the only way to do things, right? And I feel like at times you end up hindering the ch- children because, like, when my parents were growing up, I'm pretty sure when your parents were growing up, there wasn't, of course, when your parents were growing up, there was no social media. Yeah, of course not. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they, you don't have all these people. They'd have been crazy. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there was no social media. They were doing way worse shit than what we're doing now, right? But since we have cameras and we have social media, a lot of this stuff is, you know, it's, you know, shedding light on, on a lot of that, right? right? So what happens is that you end up coming, coming to the point where, like, even kids younger than us, right? They're right. Like, you see Meek Mill. You see all these people driving phantoms, Rolls yep, Royces, yep, yep. fucking all these type of different chicks, exotic yep, yep. joints or whatever. <laughs> they want to do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to do that being a school teacher or being a 
you're not gonna do that. I'm just being honest with you. I'm just being straight up. We with can. You not, why you got shit on the school? Because <laughs> I am one, bro. That's why. <laughs> you but, know what I'm saying? Wait, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that if you're living in a good way, for real. Like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you're not gonna be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then like, you know, you end up doing certain shit just to um live a certain lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? You 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 look at you look at all that all that stuff that's going on, and you just like, damn, bro, it's crazy. But see, this is what I want to. I also want to touch on that, like how you said the teacher thing. I feel that, like, but they're all teachers who could do that, cause like you gotta think about it. It's all about your vices, and I've learned this, bro. Like, I don't know why my dad makes a lot of money. You know what I mean? So I've so I've saw, like, bro, there's people who make millions, bro, just not happy. You know, like yeah. their life is not even that bad, bro. I'm talking about like business is not bad. But their personal life is just trash. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they built something and thought that was their purpose, but it's not their purpose anymore. X, Y, and Z. And, like, they're just not happy. And then I know people who make fucking, like, $120,000 a year or, like, $80,000 a year, to be real with you. And, like, they're happy as a bee. You know what I mean? Mm. Driving a Corvette or something like that. But it's also it's just, not, like I said before, it's suppression. It's the lack of. The lack of knowledge. Like, the lack of, like... Schools don't tell you that, like, especially now, that, like, banks only give you 0.02% return on your money, and the, the stock market the most, brings the you most 3%. 1%, 1%. Yeah, the most 1%, but you're not getting that nowadays. Yeah, uh, nah, nah, yeah, nah, and then the stock market can bring you a minimum 3%. Mm. Uh, Apple went up by 1,046% this year. Imagine if you the money you saved in your bank account, if you saved it in Apple, you'd have 1,026% of your money right now. Right. Maybe if you did that for four or five years, you'd you'd be a teacher and still be able to buy a Corvette or a Lamborghini or still be fucking a whole bunch of bitches. Cause not just are you getting your check from your teacher shit, but now you make better investments in your life. And you this do that. is why we strive on entrepreneurship, my brother. Yeah, you know, well, we're surviving yourself. It's man. it's also it's information though. Yeah, that's what it is. It's information. It's big information. Yeah. Cause like I said, bro, you can live. You don't even gotta be an entrepreneur. That's what I try to like tell my friends. I think that's the biggest misconception is that people think they gotta be an entrepreneur to like live a good life no, or like is, to like or to yeah. be financially free. Bro, there, I know people with jobs who fucking make millions of dollars, yeah, <laughs> like, really, like regular ass jobs. I'm talking about regular ass jobs though, like regular ass. Job. Not an entrepreneur, just knows how to. Put their money in the right places. Like, yeah. doesn't go and buy a pair of Jordans and, like, maybe buys a right. piece of a stock. Or I know a kid who literally, like I told you, who literally buys cards. He doesn't even save money. He, like, his bank account, how he looks at it, he has a whole bunch of rare cards in his, in his, in his like, in his closet that are worth, like, $200,000. <laughs> and that's his bank account. And he'd be like, I'm just going to sell cards today. <laughs> or I'm going to sell, like, three cards today. And, that, and that's it. That's so, see, a lot of people don't know that, mm -hmm. that you got to make your money work or you can have assets and they can still be as much as like putting your money in the bank or like, yeah. for sure, you can make your money move. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Dude, it's all about how you do it. Like, yeah. I'm a, there's definitely like how you spend your money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, are you spending it on a whole bunch of shit that just wastes away or are you spending it on some shit that really uh, that can take you to the next level in the future, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if you sacrifice, I tell my friends, if you sacrifice for two, three years, you be Gucci. Like, you, you could be good. You could be working on a regular job, you're putting your shit together, and you can then, in two, three years, put your money wherever you want to put it at. I mean, that's just, like, early. I wish someone told me that early. Early. Because you know what, I mean? like, what you're saying right now, <laughs> at 21, what? Out <laughs> my face. We talking about yeah, you know three I mean? years like, of my life? What? I, I be talking to my nephews and stuff like that. Like, see, and that's crazy to me. So, I think, I take that back. You know what I mean? Like, I talk to my nephews and shit like that, and he all about the money. And that was not me at fucking 15. <laughs> at 15, I'm going like, man, where the PS4 at? Like, yeah, yeah. put yep. me with the PS3. Give me some games. Like, give me, like, 
Give me a couple bucks to go buy some clothes. Like mm-hmm. she like, nah, bro. My 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 little nephew like, hey, bro. Like show me how to get to twenty thousand. I just want it. Look, that's that's just want it for what? <laughs> like I don't know, bro. Just, I don't know. Just, I want my mom buy me shit though, more. At fifteen, like jeez. But shows like generations gonna want more. What I mean, the same shit that I was doing. Like damn, like I, I didn't think about money until I was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, like. Right. He's thinking about it at 14, 15. I, my sister started thinking about it at the same time, like 16, 17. So, wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, it's just, like I said, just breaking that norm and that, that you know, uh, I don't know, like trying to go into like Freudian theory, like just, you know, the super ego, like society, yeah. societal norms and what you think is acceptable and what society wants you to do. And you got to see someone do it first. Of Absolutely. course. And that's, the, and that's why it's so inspirational mm-hmm. to have you here, man. Yeah. 23 years old, man. Freaking, making a whole bunch of money, chilling, doing whatever you gotta do, just making, making it, and it's not even a job anymore because that's your passion. Yeah, you, know, you found your purpose. Yeah, it's it's cool, but you know, but the cool thing about it is like, I'm all like, ah, I'm trying to think. It just, it just grants you like, I, I feel like it's only a step. You feel me? Yeah. Like a lot of people look at it and go like, I can't wait to get there, and then it's over. And then you like you get here, and if you think it's over here, that's why a lot of people don't stay here. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you had to really get a grip. And I and I'm being honest. Like there was a time period, bro. Like I was sad as shit, and I was making the most money in my life. Like, I was just like sad as shit because there was a point where I just lost. I was you know everything was running pretty smoothly. You know what I mean? Like I just lost my passion to do what I was doing, and I knew some. I know I loved my business. I knew I knew what I loved like doing it. But like, you know what changed? The reason why I was doing it changed, and that okay. fucked me up. What, what was what was the, the like? What was the reason why before? I was broke, bro. I was sleeping on my man's couch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had nowhere to live. I was I had all my shit in like, you know, the Tupperware boxes. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that I was waking up in the morning and seeing that shit and go, all right, well, I can't stay on the couch. You know what I mean? Like, and then I went from that to living in like I had a really nice house for a little while, and I was like. It's kind of be mo- hard to be motivated when I know I ain't got to really get up. You know what I mean? Like, and then it, from there, it really just started settling in. Like, holy shit. Like, I don't got to do this shit no more. Like, I really don't. Get, like, and then what else is my day? You know, and then I started buying, like, I was never the kid that was into, like, buying, like, Prada and all this stuff for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, always cool wearing the same bands and shit like that. But then, like, you know. I try to get into buying some Balenciagas and all that other cool stuff, <laughs> you know, fashion and getting that shit. And I like it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like it. Well, I did grow into liking it a little bit, but like, it was just a distraction. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it 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 was like empty in the void. You really mm-hmm. like. And then on top of that, it was just at the time I was just going through a breakup and stuff like that. So like, all the things that were kind of like at the shit I was working yeah. on, bro. Like I was, yeah. everything that I felt like I. It was motivating me to keep the business going on some shit. You feel me? Like, it was like, uh, shorty, I'm doing this. We got crib. Like, you feel me? Like, this, this shit. Like, I was like, damn, I ain't got shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I could go buy this right now. But, like, and then on top of that, when you realize you got some type of foundation where, like, a lot of people around my age don't, you would yeah. say, like, you know, a lot of people are just there to be there. You yeah. feel me? Like, so I didn't want to really have people over all the time because I know you just there because you get to be in a cool situation. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it, beca- it really made me appreciate, like, w- like my passion. It made me appreciate the bread. It made me really learn that money really ain't all about it. You know what I mean? I started traveling the world a lot. So the last few years I traveled, like, it really, I stopped this year, like, in 
March. Like March, <laughs> April. Yeah, I'm like March, April. But like before this last two years, bro, I was going to different countries, different shit. Like understanding different cultures, bro. That's what was a big thing when I was traveling, bro. I understand my I realized that my job was really digital and I could dead ass go anywhere and still make money. I just gotta like get on the time schedule. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like so I started understanding different cultures. You know what I mean? Understanding different people, understanding how they move, understanding like that this little bubble in New York, this little bubble in the United States is totally different like different in other places and things that are acceptable in other places are not acceptable here mm-hmm. and like it just shows that you live in this whole different shit like the things that you might think is right or it might not be mm-hmm. or in different places and it enabled me to grow more it enabled me to do more you know what i mean and i think that's the big thing is that hungry is that hunger to understand that there's more going on in this world you know mm-hmm. at the same time it's all ins- insignificant either so i think that both that equal balance of that, like, you know, like, space is real <laughs> with a whole bunch of other shit going on. Yeah. And, like, we're, like, this, like, a fucking pebble compared to, like, all the other shit that's going on. So if we died, that would all still going on. Mm-hmm. Makes me, like, wake up and do what the shit I'm doing. Because you never know. I, uh, I was unfortunate to lose a close to, like, 13 people this year. Oh, man. Uh, wow, because of COVID? Yeah. Uh, not even because of COVID. Just, like, unfortunately. Unfortunately. In different so, ways, yeah. you know? So... It really made me appreciate, like, damn, it's about being alive. You know what I mean? Being here, you know, and appreciating my time here. And cherishing those moments. Hell yeah. The moments. This is all about the moments. Because that's all you got. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's just moments, man. Um, it's crazy that you say that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was it was a great interview, man. It was great having you here with us today. Man. Pleasure, I, I want to I wanna definitely have you back on. Like, I, I, I see some things that we could definitely touch up on. I definitely want us to, like, you know, work together exclusively to, like, you know, grow the podcast and grow the brand and stuff like that. I feel like it'll be a it'll be a happy marriage. Yeah, you I feel that. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, to end it, uh, you know, I hate to be vain, but how much how much money how much money would you say you made in a day? Like you ever? Know, like in a day? Like what's the most money you made in a day? Oh no, we gonna put that in. I made like eighty-seven, like eighty-seven thousand in one check one time. Eighty-seven grand in one day. Yeah, it was one check. Yeah, must be nice. On that note, um, I'm clearly not doing. I'm doing something wrong with my life, but yes. Yo, uh, yo, Z, I appreciate you. <laughs> man, you just like fucked up my whole life. Nigga right <laughs> <laughs> said he made more in a day than what I'm making a year. That shit is crazy. That's why he raps. <laughs> like, no, I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> I've burnt it on a lot of stupid stuff, though. That's oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I appreciate you Trust coming me. on, man. Um, it was a dope combo, just yeah. real organic. And, um, you know, I really want to be working with you, like, to kind of help grow the podcast. We're going to actually be in Atlanta next week. So, cool, you know, cool. definitely, um, Enjoys. you know, definitely going to be, you know, networking out there. But you're going to bring the podcast to Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to we're going to bring it down there. And stuff I'm like. going to see if I can hook you up with some cool people. Nah, man, let me know. Let me know. Please, I, got a, in, I got one interview mm. set up, but if you can give me another one. I get you more than one. I get you like two people. All right, cool. That sounds good, right, man. Cool. That sounds cool. man. Just make sure Price knows. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, no. I'm, remind I'm, I'm, Price. Okay. So he can remind me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to hit him up today because I got, I think I, that's my connection directly to you. I'm not even going to act like I'm really good at communication. I'm not. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm going to be one of those guys like, yeah, dude, hit me, bro. 
I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm terrible, bro. Hit price up. Got you, man. No, no, no. I appreciate it, man. So, yeah, we're going to be there next week. And, you know, like I said, we're going to be working together to kind of grow the brand and, um, you know, just, you know, just go organically, man. Bro, enjoy that shit. Go see the CNN building if you, if you ain't been there before. Okay. Great place to be. Well, you can even shoot a podcast there. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, renting a room is pretty cheap. Okay. Uh, um, I actually rented a, I did an Airbnb and I'm trying to go to the Trap Museum. That's cool too. Mm-hmm. Trap Museum is cool. Yeah, I'm trying to go down there. Five man. Points Mall, right there. Okay, there. okay. That's a great mall you gotta go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Lenox Square. Lenox okay. Square. Uh, was it called Street Market or something like that? They're too? cool too. They're cool too. I'm trying to think of some niggas too. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been there before. This is my second time. Okay, cool, cool. So, so yeah, yeah. I'm just you been to Stone to Mountain? I actually, I actually walked, walked up, walked up Stone Mountain. Uh, it was the, the first day we were there. My cousin lives down there. Yeah, she, does, she lives in Tucker, so that's not too far. Okay, from yeah, Stone yeah, Mountain, yeah, so, yeah. So it's it's cool, man. But um, but yeah, man. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming, man. Of course, I appreciate bro. you, man. It was, pleasure, it was definitely dope, man. Yo, um, like I said, man. It's your boy Just Prince from the <laughs> Balance Effect Podcast with. With your boy Benny, Benny thanks Musa. Thanks for coming in, man. You dig, you dig. Um, it was a pleasure. Five is done, man. It's over. All right. Cut. This shirt is fire, though, by the way. Uh, yeah. I Damn, it, I'm not gonna record that camera. Design, nah, yeah, the balance effect. This shit's hard. I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> nah, nah, definitely, man. It's, it's Pima Cotton, bro. Oh. I see it, man. This shit's nice. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Pima Cotton, man. Hard. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, you see the back? Yo, There's the whole back. Nah, you're not gonna snap. I wasn't trying to. Nah, you should have.